The date is February 14th, 1991, and we're watching The Silence of the Lambs. Welcome to I Used to Like This One. used to like this one another spooky edition of i used to like this one the show where we take a look back at movies we remember fondly from our childhood and attempt to look past the nostalgia to see if they still hold up my name is sean wells and with me as always is the lotion to my skin (laughs) oh god i do not like that image hello everyone i am colin stewart (laughs) oh lord my my backup was the fava beans to my fine Chianti. So I just, for some reason, I don't know, it puts its the lotion on its skin, has come up so many times on this show. You had right. to be the lotion to my skin. All right. <laughs> I don't know. All right. So this week. Moving on. <laughs> we are we are breaking ground on this show. This is the first goddamn award winner that we've ever had on this show. An award-winning <laughs> movie that we talked about last year with someone who has become like a resident Halloween guest. So for the fourth Halloween in, in a row, please welcome back Ms. Marin Richardson. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for Hello. having me. I am I am so excited for this because you texted me in a panic a few days ago being like, no, 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 no. I, you know, if you want someone else to take the Halloween episode and I'm like, you, you promised Marin, I I have it on tape. You promised. And I assured you it wasn't too bad. So before we just really get into any real conversation, we'll do our usual spiel. But I do have to ask, did I lie to you? Was it that bad? No, you did not lie, Sean. It was it not was, that bad. It was not that bad. So no. well, this week, we are looking back at February 1991 when the movies and theaters were The Apple Gates, Never Ending Story 2, L.A. Story, Sleeping with the Enemy, and of course, our movie for today, The Silence of the Lambs, which earned $272.7 million on a $19 million budget. Those are pretty good numbers. And when you consider that a lot of best picture movies are usually known for having a really terrible box office take because they're arty, you know, that's that's huge. (laughs) Well, of course, there will be spoilers ahead. But I mean, honestly, if this movie hasn't been spoiled for you by just like sheer i don't know pop culture references yeah living (laughs) living in the world then you you're a true true anomaly and welcome home from i don't know mars or wherever you've been (laughs) so there will be spoilers ahead so if you haven't seen the movie then please hit pause go watch it and then come back and hear what we have to say yeah highbrow shit this week I'm, i'm looking forward to this because you know, so let's see what some high brow taglines look like here. I've got five of them this week. First tagline from the terrifying bestseller. Nee. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. right, it's based on a book. It, yeah, there, there's a whole series of book books. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and a series of movies, quite frankly. But yeah, I have read all the books. I'm assuming. 
I mean, we I know neither of you have seen this movie. We'll get into that in a bit, but have either of you read the book by any chance? No. No. Okay. No. There we go. Okay, tagline number 2, doctor th- this one <laughs> this this one's an essay. Dr. Hannibal Lecter, brilliant, cunning, psychotic. In his mind lies the clue to a ruthless killer. Clarice Starling, FBI, brilliant, vulnerable, alone. She must trust him to stop the killer. That's not a synopsis. Well, that's that's a 60-second synopsis. Not a tagline, Literally. I mean. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure one of you dozed off halfway through that tagline. That one just goes on and on. Well, number three, I like this one because it comes with two exclamation points at the end. The silence is broken! Okay. <laughs> the silence is broken. Two exclamation points. That that's why I feel like it has to be said like you're proclaiming it like like you're uh Paul Bettany's character in The Knight's Tale. The silence is broken. True. True. Uh, sure, yeah. It doesn't fit this movie, I don't think. Well, number four, prepare yourself for the most exciting, mesmerizing, and terrifying two hours of your life. Yep. I mean, yep. Dude, like in nineteen ninety one, the nineteen ninety one like tagline game was not down. Like, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I saved the best question mark for last here. To enter the mind of a killer, she must challenge the mind of a madman. Mm-hmm. Sure. That An- I, another another murderer. Plot, yeah, these are just plot lines, honestly. Just yeah. plot sentences. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, should I, they would have been better off going with quotes like hello Clarice dot 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 or yeah. uh I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what else what you could something use. Something about the dog or something. <laughs> it, it, Br- bring it, a bring it, a friend for dinner. That's what I would have put. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's probably what the taglines to the sequels are now that you know who these characters are but I guess well they they are kind of good descriptions of this movie but let's learn a little bit more from Colin with a 60 second synopsis all right With a serial killer nicknamed Buffalo Bill murdering and skinning his female victims in the Midwest, the FBI turns to star recruit Clarice Starling, who hasn't even graduated from the Academy yet. Clarice, a female officer in a male-dominated world, is sent to interview another serial killer currently in custody, the former psychiatrist turned murderous cannibal Hannibal Lecter. It's the hope of the FBI that by interviewing Lecter, they may be able to create a psychological profile of a serial killer that will aid in the search for Buffalo Bill. As Clarice slowly tries to get inside Lecter's mind, he quickly finds his way inside hers, preying on her tragic childhood while maneuvering his way into reviewing the Buffalo Bill case and stringing the agents along with cryptic and puzzling clues. After Buffalo Bill abducts a senator's daughter, the investigation ramps up and Clarice is brought in to join the search on the front line. Lecter tries to parlay his expertise into getting a better prison experience, but eventually just decides to stage a dramatic escape. Clarice, taking what Hannibal has told her, begins to find breaks in the case and eventually she randomly happens upon Buffalo Bill's hideout, where she shoot, where she kills him and saves the senator's daughter. In the end, Clarice is made a full agent and receives a congratulatory phone call from the good Dr. Lecter, who is on the lamb about to make a meal out of an old friend. Nice. Having an old friend for dinner, one of the greatest 
closing lines of a movie right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Silence of the Lambs, like I said, I, I read the books when I was younger. I mean, it does, of course, go in the order of Red Dragon. Silence of the Lambs is actually the second in the series. And then Hannibal is oh. the third in the series. Yeah. And then and there is also a Hannibal Rising. I tried watching a bit of the TV series. I, I didn't really get into the TV series. I know I know it was loved. I just I couldn't stick with it, but I have seen all the movies, I've read all the books, and I really enjoyed Silence of the Lambs. Now, uh, I want to go to Marin because this has been itching at me. So, <laughs> Marin, when I had to talk you down off your ledge to assure you that no, don't worry, this is most this isn't really even a Halloween movie. We're watching it during Halloween month, but it's a thriller, not a horror. But when I was talking you down, I, I asked you, well, what is it that you think this movie is? Because I assured you it's pretty much just a cop movie. But what did you think Silence of the Lambs was? Because interestingly, when Anthony Hopkins first received the script, he thought he was about to read the script for a children's movie. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Because Silence of the Lambs, he thought maybe he was, you know, like Babe, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, what did you think this was? Yeah. What What were you expecting? Well, I, I don't know. This movie has, like, been as, like, a like since a kid, everyone was like, oh, okay, let's watch, we're going to watch Silence of the Lambs. And every time I would see that poster, it was just the DVD case that, like, scared me, first of all. And I was like, no, no way. This is... Okay. everyone's like oh yeah this is about someone someone who eats humans and i'm like what like I, i'm like yeah, I, don't, a, I don't a lot of what? childhood fears start with that visceral dvd case i mean not even just this movie but it has come up on a few sh- episodes where it's like oh yeah i remember the case and i remember being scared of that so yeah, i i can feel you on that yeah, I mean, like, I guess you just, like, talked me down. I think I just, like, totally thought it would be more, like, visual. And and I didn't know, like, he wasn't in that much of a movie. Like, I didn't know it was more so, like, an FBI, like, crime movie. It was basically a crime movie. Okay. Just with, like, psych- um, psychological factors, honestly. Yeah. I just thought it was going to be more, I don't even know how to say, like, violent and, like, showing him do it. I think that's I think that's what I felt like it was but <laughs> when you talked well, me down I was like okay you know what I'll just uh, I well trust. I mean I, I, I tried I tried to compare it to seven saying if you've seen seven seven is worse and you haven't seen seven so no you better not raise your hand and volunteer for that one if you had trouble with silence of the lambs it, it gets a little <laughs> Yeah, okay, I, I won't say anything that will be, you know, I'll promise you next year. <laughs> Used against you in, in the future year. Right on. Well, Colin, let's hear about your history with Silence of the Lambs. What What is it that you know about this movie? Because you're also a first-time viewer here. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I know, like, I know the lotion on the skin thing from its reference in Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt, yeah. I know the... Would you fuck me? <laughs> like I know that from uh, Jane, Jane Silent, Silent Bob. Bob. 
and then in terms of like just Hannibal, like I was a fan of the TV show. I did watch that with Mads Mikkelsen. I don't think I finished watching it all. I definitely watched the first two seasons and I thought they were great. But similar to Dexter, I felt like the last season just was a pile yeah. of horseshit. So I didn't. Yeah, okay. I never finished it. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's kind of my experience. My my experience with with Silence of the Lambs is like all the stuff, all the like tag, like what I would say the taglines, like the hello Clarice, the nice Chianti, like all that. Like I've heard all those things, but it was it was nice to finally watch the movie and put it all into context. Yeah, it's a very different picture than what you might have been expecting with all of that stuff. But you know. Yeah, I, I, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Well, here we go. Let's jump into The Silence of the Lambs, directed by Jonathan Demme, produced by Ron Bozeman, Edward Saxon, and Kenneth Utt, and uh, written by Thomas Harris, who is the author of the novel, and Ted Talley. And so we open this movie on just a, a whole bunch of... Sean is getting exhausted watching the opening of this movie because all she's doing is running through the forest and doing this obstacle course, and I'm exhausted for her. But boy, you know, a, a lot of these early movies, they just love their long opening credit sequences. And that score. Yeah. That's, that score is so 90s. Like, so 90s horror of just, like... Of like, <laughs> bad things are gonna happen if you keep watching this movie. Like, I don't know. <laughs> that's what it. That's what that music tells me. Yeah, yeah. It's that. It's that '90s thriller opening. You you would see the same sort of thing in like a Basic Instinct or a Fatal Attraction or something like that. Yeah. 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 And even like the big bold text of the names and and everything. I just feel like that's so. Yeah, it was very long. Now. How on edge were you right from the opening, Marin? Not, no, I don't think so. No? I, I was like, okay. no, I, I don't think, I don't think I was. No, I wasn't really on edge actually. Not until quite further in. Okay, I'm just I, wondering. You know, just I was going to say that if it, and... yeah, like a smidge, a little, maybe a smidge. Okay, if if they had somebody other than Jodie Foster running, I might have been a little bit more. But it's like you know that she's the main like protagonist so like that's true the the because the music kind of makes it seem like this person you're watching is about to get murdered that's but true. knowing it's her and it's the beginning of the movie i was like well exactly she's, yeah. she's not going to so yeah she's fine yeah. she's fine yeah yeah and boy that would suck though to like have to go see the boss like i i, I believe this is the first time she's meeting jack crawford and she yeah. has to run all the way back. They're all sweaty. Oh God, that sucks. Although very <laughs> strange, like where did where did that guy come from? Like she's just ran through like the forest, and this yeah. guy just shows up with like a ten meter str- like not even like a two meter stride. Is like oh hey like yeah. so you know come like, on gotta go. You gotta go talk to the boss. Yeah, it, could I get a ride back? Do you have like a golf cart or something like? <laughs> How'd you get out here? Or was he just like the drill instructor? He was waiting at the finish line for her. Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah, just got a call. But but she but then you would think she's in, she's either like very very much ahead of the pack or she's in last place because yeah. she's seemingly running this by herself. I don't know which one it is, but yeah. I thought I thought one thing that was interesting about this movie to me is the movie. It does like 
a really intentional job of showing you that Clarice is like a woman in a man's yeah. world. Like there's like that scene where her and her the other, the one other girl that we see run past those guys and they all like look they all look back to yeah. see them and that kind of stuff for when she walks into the elevator and all that. Oh, she's tiny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was kind of wondering like like I, I get it, but I I wonder how if that would have resonated more in the nineties. Cause now I feel like I'm more used to, like I'm used to seeing like female like like prom like prominent female characters and like strong female characters and that kind of stuff. But yeah. it's just the amount of effort that this movie is putting into like highlighting that. I I was mm-hmm. curious to know if there was like some kind of reason. Well, I did read that there is a reason is because the FBI was willing to cooperate and give them access to like some of the facilities that you see and, Mm. you know, and special access to training things and procedures because they were they were interested in highlighting getting women agents in. Oh, interesting. Right? It's it's basically a recruitment video for agents if they play their cards right. Yeah. So so they intentionally chose some shots where you see how how set apart from everyone she is. Like even the funeral scene mm-hmm. where it's all these big huge guy cops and here's little itty bitty Jody Foster. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That makes sense. Yeah. No, I feel like also maybe just like those movies in the 90s I, i'm thinking more so like in like in horror or like thriller or whatever like i feel like there's not as many like strong strong female protagonists like her not like do not like die well not like her i mean yeah the, like the horror final... genre itself it is yeah. definitely fond of its female protagonist you know look at jenna yeah. oh yeah Curtis. look at jenna oh, ortega yeah, look at <laughs> but Clar- but yeah i was gonna say clarice clarice is not set up as a final girl like no she doesn't she doesn't fit that that trope where it's like she's been chased the entire time and now she has to like find her cojones and like and like fight the person who's been stalking her the entire time or whatever like yeah but yeah yeah, it's she, different. It's different. yeah she's miss subvert expectations as well she's she's the breaking through the gr- glass ceiling 90s woman that's what she yeah. is yeah <laughs> well let, let's talk about this cast colin i mean we we've already started mentioning our the people that we've got in this movie yeah so we have jodie foster as clarice starling yeah now I, I read that uh Michelle Pfeiffer who is who the director wanted. Okay. And, and Brooke Smith, who plays Catherine Martin, auditioned for the role of Clarice as well. Okay. Yeah. I could have seen th- that's one of those roles where it's like I feel like the alternative casting could have been thirty names deep of all the hottest Celebr- like female celebrities I, in the nineties. I, I only found two others: Meg Ryan and Nicole Kidman. Oh, that's surprising to me. I would have thought like Demi Moore, like yeah. Sandra Bullock. Like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't go deep enough. So you got Anthony Hopkins is Doctor Hannibal Lecter. That that one was a long list. I can tell you that list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gene, Gene, Gene Hackman had the rights to this movie at one point, and he was thinking of playing Hannibal Lecter himself. Okay. But yeah, uh, it, it, we've got Sean Connery, John Hurt, Christopher Lloyd, 
Jeremy Irons, Dustin Hoffman, Jack Nicholson, Robert Duvall, Robert De Niro, Patrick Stewart, and just in case you want to make him black, uh, Louis Gossett Jr. as well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Scott Glenn is Jack Crawford. Yeah. Ted Levine is James Buffalo Bill Buffalo Bill Gum. Anthony <laughs> Anthony Held is Doctor Frederick Chilton. When I first yeah. saw his name, I thought I I was I I saw Held, but I was thinking Anthony Head, and so I kept looking for Giles from Buffy the Vampire Slayer while I was watching this movie. So I was like, oh, I, no, see, and I I was wondering whether it was Held or Healed. Maybe it's Healed. Oh, yeah, I don't I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Held sounds Brooks, more right. Brooke Smith is Catherine Martin. Diane Baker is U.S. Senator Ruth Martin. Uh, who else looks interesting? Shout Cassie... out to Frankie Frankie Faison, who plays Barney. We saw yeah. him in Down to Earth. Cassie Lemons is Ardelia Mapp. Tracy Walter is Lamar. Isn't Ro- is Roger Co- Roger Corman is FBI Director Hayden Burke? Isn't Roger Corman? Doesn't he? Isn't he a filmmaker? Or am I yeah. thinking of somebody else? Yeah, he he. Uh, I think that's the same Roger Corman. George Romero makes a cameo in this as well. The the guy mm-hmm. famous for the zombie movies. Yeah, yeah. And Chris Chris Isaac, the singer, is in this movie. Those He's are the, the only... handsome SWAT commander. <laughs> we have Darla the dog who played Precious. Well, yeah. sh- shout Dar- out Darla the dog. Actually, she has an impressive uh, IMDb. Because she is also the dog in uh, The Burbs. And there was another movie that, ah, oh, now I have to look it up. Well, you've got it right there. Okay, Click on her IMDb up. because there was something else that we watched that Darla the uh, dog is in. Batman Returns. No, she's in Batman Returns. Batman Returns. And, okay. and Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh, okay. The two movies. Nothing that we saw, but it was, uh, yeah, it was stuff that I thought of the or stuff that's adjacent to things that we've talked about on this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, this this movie made this these people, or uh, at least uh, Anthony Hopkins, because he was thinking of just giving up on the movie acting and just going back to like British theater. He's like, well, I'll try this one more thing, and then it's like, yeah, two best actor wins later <laughs> starting with this one right here yeah. yeah i can't imagine another person in that role like he's so like Marin was talking about at the beginning i i was also surprised at how little he's in the movie yeah but like when when he is there you can't help but just be drawn to him yeah. And I swear he never blinks. Like, I don't know if that was an intentional thing or, like, it is. if there was he... something going on there, but it's yeah, he, creepy. Yeah, he rarely <laughs> oh, wow. blinks. He he punctuates all his blinks. All his blinks have importance. But, yeah, it, it was because he took inspiration from some guy he knew that he always found creepy because he didn't blink very much. And he's like, well, that's what you got to do then. Yeah. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> So we get thrown into this story pretty fast. So, you know, it, it, right from the get-go, we kind of find out that Buffalo Bill has abducted someone else and that Clarice is thrown on a bit of a side quest that ends up being, like, her actual quest. I do like the idea that they have to um, 
that they can't tell her the truth about things because he'll be able to sniff it out. Like, this guy is a scary guy. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he's talking some people into, like, swallowing their own tongues. And, you know, what a great character. Yeah. I wanted more. I thought, like, I was th- I was so thrown off. Like, I, I mean, I guess I would be curious to know how it is in the book. But without knowing it was a book, I was kind of wondering, like, if... Because you have a murderer. You have Buffalo Bill, who is kind of, like, atrocious in his own right, like, right there. Yeah. But he never seems like the main guy. It always seems like Hannibal Lecter. It just he he just like Buffalo Bill just seems completely incidental to the overall story to me. Yeah. And and I was kind of wondering if that's how it was meant to be, or if or if that's just the way it happened because Anthony Hopkins was so captivating. Yeah. Yeah. No. I I I don't know why, but like I I thought the same thing, Colin. Like I felt like there was like two guys that we were like looking at like i really thought that there was going to be more with hannibal but there wasn't like and then yeah. i'm like oh it's, it's oh we're trying to but i guess it kind of makes sense because i guess she was like trying to figure out the mind of of billy right yeah like i i weird like i th- i thought basically until the very end that after hannibal escaped that he was going to show up and kill and kill Buffalo Bill and like save Clarice. It's, it, it's, yes. And I also, I, I almost, I almost feel like part of me is impressed that he didn't because I think that would have been so obvious. So it's, yeah. it's cool. And maybe that's where the Oscar winning nature of this film comes in is that they didn't take that route. But like, I don't know. I was, I was shocked when he, when he didn't show up or like when she, when Clarice didn't get there to find his like dead body uh with like a note from Hannibal or something like that like I just I just fully expected him to show up again not just yeah. the phone call or whatever well I mean I mean I was just kind of like surprised because like didn't we like it didn't in the movie that it was like more I'm like trying to remember because like after the elevator sequence and and whatever and he like runs away mm-hmm. like we don't see him again until the phone call right yeah That's yeah right. Yeah, so, like, I was just, like, wanting, I was kind of wanting more action of that, but I guess yeah. you're right that it was probably, that was what the winning factor was, because it was just unexpected for him to be, like, out in the world and giving a phone call. Like, I just was, like, expecting him to do something more. Like, I wanted to find out more what happened. Yeah, like, in, in a way, it kind of keeps, it keeps him scary, and maybe that's why, like, a sequel... It keeps the sequel open, I guess, as well. But not that you couldn't have, but... But it keeps, like, the mystery on Hannibal because you don't get... And and, you, and it saves him from, I guess, becoming, becoming like, an anti-hero. Like, yeah. I feel like if this yeah. movie was made today, that he would have done that and he would have been this weird anti-hero because that's what happens in every... Like, God forbid we just have a villain in a movie these days. Like... <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, that's the thing about Hannibal Lecter is he is calm and cool and collected. You know, they talk about some of the horrific things that he's done and his pulse never goes above 85. And mm-hmm. there is the one yeah. point in the ambulance where they say that his pulse is 84. And it's just like, holy shit. Like, yeah, it never goes above 85. And he just like strung this person up to a cage. 
he just did all that and he's still calm and cool and collected. So he's not a hunt and seek kind of guy, except no, apparently with the doctor at the end. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That scene was incredible. That was like that that whole like prison escape thing. You even the like I, I didn't I didn't get I, I totally bought into the decoy i don't know the elevator? like the yeah the like red herring or whatever you want to call it there yeah and when he when he pulled that face mask off i was like holy shit <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh it reminded me of like i don't know i mean if i was in that, in that that's like the type of stuff i'd want to see in like a batman movie back in the day like just a true like joker style <laughs> Like well, psychotic see, villain, <laughs> and and now here's another one for you. I don't remember what movie it is, but one of Jim Carrey's movies. He puts puts a bunch of cold cuts on his face and goes, "Hello, Clarice." That's <laughs> a, oh, that's, yeah, yeah. that's oh, yeah, a nod yeah. to the fake face that he wears. Oh, okay, right. That's that's the extra layer to that joke in that <laughs> that Jim Carrey movie for you. See, you know, mm-hmm. helping connect more dots for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. No. I now I know. Like at um, like whenever I would see like those kids, you know, on Halloween, like in their costumes and whatever, they would just wear that mask. You know, like that that mask that Hamble wears with like the wires. I'm like, what are you yeah. doing? Like, what is this? Like they would wear nothing else, just like this mask, and then they would yeah. take it off. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I just never got the reference until now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I will say that that was another because I've seen those masks and and stuff. Yeah. And I guess my impression of Hannibal was always that he was like I like the people kind of put him in the same category as like Jason Voorhees and Freddy Krueger and Michael Myers. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like that mask is kind of like I was a little bit disappointed when I did see the mask in the movie because I was like, oh, it's just incidental. Yeah, like it's yeah, just like it's yeah. not like his it's not like his thing like it's not you know no, like it's he's not... just he's in your head and he'll yeah. bite your face off you don't want him yeah. to take a chunk out of your face mm-hmm. oh my yeah his Definitely weapon not. is his teeth <laughs> so i i think also no matter what though uh Compared to Anthony Hopkins, Jodie Foster still holds her own in this movie. Like, oh yeah. She oh, yeah. is definitely impressive in this movie. And I read that they're they are filming the other actors to look more directly at the camera than they are with her, so that you feel like it's more of a point of view movie from her. And it's hmm. like, oh, that's interesting. Like so it really gets you on her side and feeling, you know, her her things. But yeah, she puts up with a lot of shit in this movie. A ton. Yeah. I'm just like, oh wow. I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, oh, 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 there's another one. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe that's like the point of like what Colin was saying. Like, you know, it was very just showing like a man's like a man's perspective on a like in a man's world on a just on a woman's perspective. Like I yeah. just felt like the whole movie, like the whole time it was just on her. Yeah. Even with the yeah, like, camera angles and everything. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah e- like even when even when crawford asked her i the way it's shot i thought he was messing with her like they because they never really they never really explained why why her 
Like, yeah. why? Are, like, why are you picking somebody who's not even graduate? Like, what is it about her background that thinks you'll, she's going to be good for this job, or is it just like everybody else is burned out and like they just want to send? Like, and then later it said like when the no one else talks, has shown interest in his particular field. No one has shown interest in the behavioral psychology, maybe. And he's like, okay, I'll, I'll take her. I'll take her. But then when <laughs> when. Uh, She's talking to like the doctor when she gets there. Like they mention, she mentions to her that, like she's Hannibal's type. Like he's like basically like she looks like essentially saying trying that, to turn him on that, or or that like he's the type of girl that she he would victimize like that that type of thing. And so I was, so then it just seems more like they're just setting her up to exactly. Like, like it's not even about her being a good officer it's just they just want more like they want to get under hannibal's skin by using her it's weird yeah i I thought that too like they they probably just chose her because i mean yes she has skill but i was confused because she was a student too like why wouldn't you choose one of one of your guys to do it you know and Mm -hmm. um just like it it, she's definitely his type i just felt like she was being played more so like the victim in in yeah. that situation so then he would like want to talk to her and things maybe like maybe over more of a trusting factor like yeah. from from the detective side well yeah. that's that's part of the reason they kept her in the dark about what the full plan was just so oh, yeah, that he that's like, smell it on her yeah yeah he's he's too smart for his own good <laughs> yeah i wonder i wonder if they have like actual well i don't know if they have prisons like <laughs> I, I could never walk into a place like that where you just got people screaming all the time and spitting at you and ugh. Pissing at I would you. hate to work in a prison. <laughs> that 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 wasn't spit, Colin. That wasn't spit. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> he, he threw something else at her. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. But it, yeah, and and then you know Hannibal Lecter gets the nice like glass wall, you know, cell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and in the book, he he is behind bars, and so I I think the reason for the glass is just so that you don't have to show your actors behind bars all the time, and and you always get that reflection because quite often there is a reflection of the other person whenever they're showing mm. Clarice and Lecter speaking. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought the glass worked in a way for me where I, it made me feel like this is a guy that they don't want anybody getting close to. Like it made him, it made him seem sealed off more. Like even to have the little slot to put the stuff in and, and yeah. like get it out. Like it's like they just they're taking every precaution to make sure that this guy like can't get a hand on you. But also very in the open, like very mm-hmm. on display, so yeah. that you can see everything that he's up to, even though you want to keep him as away from you as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah terrifying man and you wouldn't think that from anthony hopkins right like i know this is the movie that made him but you know he just yeah, seems so nice <laughs> it, it is funny because i see him i haven't seen this movie obviously but so like the anthony hopkins i know i see is like Thor. the old man like odin like an old yeah. man like he might as well be the old man from up and uh <laughs> to like go back and see like a young 
you know, like strong look. Like he's very like threatening. Like he looks strong. Like he looks very threatening and and maniacal. Like it's just a completely yeah. different man. Like yeah, uh, Red Dragon was. I I believe it was the third one that they filmed, even though it's the first story. So they did a bunch of like uh, wonky. Uh, de-aging effects on him to make him younger than he was in this movie. But yeah, by the time they filmed that one, he was kind of old already. So yeah, this one, it it is nice, like you said, seeing like this younger imposing. Like he is Mm -hmm. actually a very scary guy. Mm -hmm. Part of it's because he's not blinking. Yeah, his his eyes, yeah. His eyes is like, I felt it through my soul. Just like staring at you and i really liked how like the camera like it would only like go like straight on most of the time i think i'm like oh that was smart yeah Yeah, there's there's something about the way his eyes were and the way that they shot it where it was just like and he just looked like a predator like he just looked like the top of the food chain (laughs) and then like he knew what you were thinking yeah he he was talking to you too yeah and si- similarly with Jodie Foster, I found they did a similar thing where there's like a lot of close-ups on the eyes and she just looks so innocent, just so the opposite of, of whatever he's putting out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he really, fo- I think like the director focused on that too, because I think like the point of like saying like the title, like Silence of the Lambs, right? Is that the lamb is so, is like an in- innocent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, sh- well, it yeah. shows that, I think. But but it traumatizes you as a child too, though. Oh boy, yeah, that's that's not lamb chop sing along. That's not what that is. That's a uh, what a nightmare farm she lives on. Colin, you <laughs> grew up on a farm. Did you ever yeah. have any screaming of the lambs moments? No, but I do remember my grandparents had sheep when I was there at a certain point, and sheep are they are just kind of stupid. Like they don't. <laughs> They 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 don't run. They just there's a reason why people say like lambs to the slaughter. Like they're dumb. Oh, oh no! <laughs> oh no! But like what like what I didn't get was like why did like Clarice tell Hannibal about that story? Like I, like why did she just like like did he get it out of her or like what what, what was well, the yeah. point of? Because quid pro quo, Clarice. That's yeah, what like she. About. Cause she, yeah, yeah it's basically he's it's she eventually starts caving to try to get him to keep going with his his like oh, narrative on what's happening. Answer. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm just like, oh my. She's just like telling something like super personal, I guess. But I guess she was like trying to do something that wasn't so personal, like related to her right now, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, she breaks like all the rules. Because one of the yeah. rules was don't tell him anything personal. I mean, she's she's not very good at this. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I wanted to ask about. Like, because it doesn't really get, it doesn't really pan out in this movie. But I know there's sequels. I'm assuming with Clarice. Like, does Hannibal ever turn on her? Like, and come after her in later I, movies? I don't remember. Oh, that's okay. the that's the sad part. Is I don't remember. Yeah, like, I, I remember Hannibal, there is a confrontation. Red Dragon, it takes place before Clarice. Okay. So that, yeah, so that one is, that one might even be Jack Crawford, actually. But yeah, the, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't remember. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't even know where, where yeah. are we in the narrative. Well, I, I haven't really <laughs> been following a narrative because it's just, you know, we pretty much just talked about the two characters. So, I, I you know, I guess the other big character to talk about would be Buffalo Bill. Mm-hmm. And, I you know, knowing what I knew about Buffalo Bill, I was kind of worried about, oh, shit, like, what? how is this going to come across in a 2023 world? Until I realized that they do specifically say in this movie that he isn't a, a like a a traditional transsexual. Like he thinks he's a transsexual, but he's not. Like he's actually delusional, and that's even shown with with his home. He's got swastikas around as well. He's got other different uh like hate group memorabilia here and there so it shows that this is a character that really is trying to find some group to belong in even if they're in all the wrong groups he's just delusional so i do like the touch that it's like it's it's not that that is the sickness it is something else right so yeah 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 that character was so Again, I don't feel like he he gets like fully fleshed out, or unless I miss something. Like I only had the chance to watch it like one and a half times, but because there's so many other like red red herrings about like who he is and what what he's done that like I I wasn't exactly sure what his specific thing or what he was specifically trying to do. Yeah, his his character is definitely revealed in small doses. Ultimately, he is trying to make a skin suit. That is that is the the Cliff's note version of his plans. Yeah. Like was he trying to make it to so that to like become a woman? Like he yeah. wanted to wear this long oh god. Yeah, because that that was one of the things that they said is look at hospitals for people that have been rejected for gender reassignment surgeries. All oh, right, right. Because yeah. this is someone that doesn't fit the psychological profile to be able to go through the the sex change, but they yeah, so that that's what it is. They he has been denied, so it's like, well, fine, I will make myself a woman this way then. I will yeah. make a woman suit out of real woman parts, and then I will be a woman. I definitely am going to show this movie to my daughter when she's like, I don't know, at the age where she might be doing stuff without me there. Because that scene when the senator's daughter sees him loading, and fr- I'm just going to be like, never help anyone. Like, do not ever help. Do not ever help a man alone. Like, I would like. Yeah. Like that that was, I was just that could that could literally happen to you. Yeah. Like that's seriously. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, no. There 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 is one real life serial killer that used to use the same broken arm technique. Was it Ted Bundy or Jeffrey Dahmer? It was one of them. Oh, I don't know. Actu- actually would use that. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. No, you step up. Scary. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, 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 I ain't doing that. And here in here in Toronto, yeah, no, it's even it's even more sketchy. <laughs> Gotta take these life lessons. Yeah. I wish uh <laughs> my wife my wife was here. I don't think she'd but she ha- she has like a funny st- well, it's not funny, it's kinda scary, but she has a story about about using uh 
she ended up like in a car with some guy and she figured things were going weird and she used like the story from uh silence of the lambs you know how like when they when uh the senator comes on the tv and she starts like personalizing and and then yeah, yeah, yeah. they cuts to the and oh, they're yeah, like, oh yeah, that's yeah. brilliant that's brilliant. like that's what she did and eventually this dude just like dropped her off and it like thank god everything was okay but like it was uh but she always she always she's always like oh yeah she's like thank god i watched silence of the lambs and like thought to do that yeah humanize the victim <laughs> yeah. yeah oh wow that's so scary yeah cautionary tales yeah <laughs> caution life li- cautionary tales moral things to do life ways to get out of things yeah. yeah, I mean, better better to just not to just to just not end up in that situation. But pretty if you much, do, if you do find yeah. yourself in a in a weird situation, always remember to humanize yourself. Yeah, that's right, that's right. So now, Colin, who who does uh, the dance better? Is it Jason <laughs> Muse or is it Ted Levine? Huh. I don't know. I mean, Muse Muse always has a special place in my heart, so I'm gonna give it to Will him. You fuck me. It's so, so weird. <laughs> it made me that made me like made me actually uncomfortable that part. And it was like funny because I was like, oh, and then I'm like flashing back to like Clerks Two or Jane Silent, whatever, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Whatever movie it is when that happens, and I was like, oh, are we actually gonna see the tuck? <laughs> Yep. And then it happened. And I was like, "Oh God, I, don't, I, don't need, yeah. I didn't need that in my life." Um, yeah, but he's he's got it all on camera, and what kind of camera, Colin? A Nikon Canon X Five. I don't know. <laughs> no, but I will tell you about it. In <laughs> sponsorship corner. <laughs> Whenever you say camera, I just say Nikon. Nikon? (laughs) It could have been, but no, not in this case. Always on the lookout for product placements in movies. This week, The Silence of the Lambs is brought to you by Olympus Cameras. Oh, dang. Yeah. Toyota, Allied Moving, TWA Airlines, Everlast Sports Equipment, Bon Appetit Magazine, Pepsi Cola, and Ritz Crackers. Plus all the ones that may or may not be real. National Inquisitor, your self-storage, the Dagwood Inn, Greek Funeral Home, Amicon Police Facts, Moxley's Drugs, and Shackleford's and Maxwell's Flowers. That, that was the, uh, the delivery van at the end there. And, but no lotion brand. I'm a little disappointed that like Jurgens didn't get in there or oh, Avina or some shit, you know, like Doesn't Hannibal reference some sort of brand when he smelt when he sniffs her? Yeah, yeah, the... yeah. He, he, he says the lotion yeah. and the perfume. Yeah, but in the basket she never puts it label side up. Dang. Never never puts it label no. side up. I guess you don't want to associate your hand cream with uh with that scene. <laughs> And there we go. This has been Sponsorship Corner. Yeah, there were quite a few, I thought, like, just wonderfully done. I don't know if I'd, like, set pieces in this movie. I really loved 
when when you know they think they got him and it, they keep flashing back between Buffalo Bill in like yeah. in his basement to the SWAT team outside that house and yeah. even like timing the doorbell charms and like like that was so that was so well done and I mean I like I don't know. Part of me feels stupid for buying into it, but I totally bought. <laughs> I totally bought into it. And when he opens the door and it's Clarice, I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah. How'd they do that? Yeah. How, how'd she get to DC so fast or wherever it was? Yeah. <laughs> and and that that and then probably my other favorite was like after she chases him. When when they go in the dark and he has the night vision goggles, yeah, that oh, yeah. was that was awesome. That uh-huh. was such a cool like a cool way of of doing that, just showing the hand and how close he was getting to her and and all yeah. that. I thought that was. Uh, I can see t- why I can see why this movie won won the Oscar. <laughs> yeah, uh, apparently the uh, the type of gun that he was holding, he would not have had to cock. Hmm. I've said it before. Cock your weapons beforehand. The amount of times in the movies on this show I've seen where the cocking of the weapon gives the their position away. He should have had that gun pre-cocked. As soon as that doorbell rang, should have should cocked this weapon. Put that on a shirt. Pre-cock your gun. Yeah. <laughs> Get all your cocks in the right position because yours was also t- tucked back. Come on. It was right there. Um, so... <laughs> oh, I, I, there there was one detail that i noticed well I, I read about it a while ago and so i got to see it for the first time in this in the on this viewing when she's doing the exercise like the they're doing the fake drug bust and everything like that and she doesn't look over her left shoulder and she gets got by her instructor there is a moment when she enters Buffalo Bill's house that she once again fails to look left. And if oh. she if she had, she would have seen a picture of a butterfly on the wall and, oh, been, right. al- yeah. and been alerted to who he was sooner. I noticed. I did notice that. I was wondering if she... I th- actually remember thinking I saw that photo on the wall and I thought that's that was how she was going to put it together. Yeah, but she failed to look to her left, well. so she didn't get advanced warning like she could have. I thought that was a neat detail. I mean, there there's a there are several little details like that, and you know, I brought up the one about his pulse earlier when he's in the ambulance, which goes to show that yes, he is cool under pressure and all that sort of stuff. And once again, we have Marin back for a a, a movie that features bugs. And bugs Great. wearing, bugs wearing prosthetics too, because they they had to put special little jackets on these butterflies to get the skull pattern. Because the, oh, this wow. actual this actual type of moth does not have a skull pattern that's that clear, or that precise, or of how they wanted it. So yeah, they did have to build little uh, little suits for these butterflies for these moths. Hmm. The star That's of the show. Interesting. Mm, yeah. I don't like those moths. Yeah. I don't like any bug. <laughs> the 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 one in her throat, the one they pull out of her throat, is uh is a tootsie roll, and uh, and gummy bears. Really? Yeah. Oh. Just just in case she had accidentally swallowed it or something, 
they made it edible. Yeah, so it's made out of a Tootsie Roll. Nice. That's a cool fact. Yeah. We'll never look at a cocoon the same way again. No, definitely not. <laughs> I, you know, th- this is a hard movie to talk about for me. Just because it, it's just okay. such a renowned movie. Right? So it's like, you know. Yeah, there's not really a lot to, like, tear apart about this movie. Nothing to, to no. exactly. That That's that's my point. Yeah, there's nothing to tear apart. But I, I do definitely praise this movie for, like, because it is a good story, too. It's a good you know, uh, creepy mystery for her to solve and everything. Yeah, no, oh, no I no. mean, I, I definitely, I, I think, I think it definitely won the like it's Oscar, you know, Oscar nom, like a- everything. Like with that, it would be probably most likely because of the performance and the cinematography, like the camera angles and stuff. Like I really thought that they put lots of attention to detail on that stuff rather than like the lot more, you know, more so. Like it was yeah. like it was good. Like there's nothing lot to like pick apart because I feel like everything was like in its spot for a reason. I feel like yeah. those sh- like those shows and movies that I can like talk about forever was because I I don't know. Is, is it just me? <laughs> I'm not gonna explain it. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, my biggest thing that I want to know about is for a first time viewer of this movie, like, what did you guys think? I mean, like, what? I, I don't know. Like I just I mean, uh, I having never having never seen this movie and only like like I said, having I don't know, basically I would say the puzzle pieces of what it was, I thought it was captivating from the outset. Like I had I had to take like twenty minutes because my daughter threw up all over our kitchen floor. Uh so oh. I had to like I put it on and then it was like cleaning oh, no. up as cleaning that up as I watched. But then when I like sat down, I was like hooked. It's like so committed. committed. <laughs> this movie, this movie, I, I I use this test often for when I define how good a movie it is. At no point did I want to look at my phone. Like at no point was I like I I felt like oh I, oh, I something came into mind I need to go check it. Like I was just I could just sit and be engrossed and watch the movie, and I was just blown away by. Anthony Hopkins performance. I've never really seen Jodie Foster. I think I just saw her in Blue Beetle, but I've never really I can't even think of another movie that I've really seen her in. And I thought I thought she was amazing. I thought the overall story was very intriguing and very interesting. And then yeah. just like Marin Marin was saying, just just the way the way it was filmed and the different choices that the director made, like how are you talking about to splice those two scenes together even though they're in different places and use the night vision to add that extra element of of fear and tension and, and that kind of yeah, stuff was, was it's just like i don't know i feel like it's one of those movies where they did everything right <laughs> yeah 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 no, it's, it's true it's a difficult one yeah it really is um I, I was just looking up because I wanted to see, like, I knew it won Best Picture, but I wanted to see who it was up against. The other front, it was Science of the Lambs, Beauty and the Beast, Bugsy, JFK, and The Prince of Tides. I've only ever heard of this movie and Beauty and the Beast, so I don't know if it was, like, just a weak year. Yeah. But well that that was the year before they decided to make an animation category because everyone mm-hmm. was like seriously Beauty and the Beast is up for best picture. 
Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is like not that I don't think this movie should have won should have won Best Picture, but like by today's standards, it it wouldn't have ever even been nominated. I don't feel like like yeah. movies like movies like this just don't get nominated for. I mean, Get Out, I guess, kind of, but like not that like not that I disagree, but like I feel like. I don't know how to say that. Like, Get Out is also like a movie of like they wanted to have more diversity. So not that it was yeah, a yeah, bad yeah, movie yeah. and that kind of stuff, but it's just like generally like horror thrillers don't get nominated for Best Picture anymore. No, that's true. And 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 any any biopic is going to be the front runner. So it's kind of even this. I've never seen JFK, but it's kind of surprising to me that that movie didn't win. <laughs> that's true. Mm. That's true. And this is one where it's also best actress Jodie Foster, best actor yeah. Anthony Hopkins. Mm-hmm. And Anthony Hopkins, this he has the least percentage of screen time for anyone that has ever won the best actor award. Yeah, it's and, kind of insane that he's not a support like a supporting yeah, actor. Like he, sure that, but like to say he's the main actor yeah. In this movie, like that's that's odd to me. Yeah, and he he's in less than twenty five minutes of the movie. Wow. Yeah. Do you, th- so, do you think that do you think that people were upset by that, or do you think that they weren't because he totally killed it in the role? I I think he co- just totally killed it in the role. Yeah, that, I yeah. think that too. Yeah. yeah. Like it's if, also like Jonathan Demi also won Best Director best director as well and then i think it also has a best screenplay like i think it won like the main five kind of thing yeah wow yeah anthony hopkins beat warren Beatty in bugsy yeah he beat robert de niro in cape fear which i haven't heard i haven't watched that movie but i i've heard like robert his perform- de niro is good in cape his fear, performance yeah. in cape fear is awesome yeah he beat nick nolte in the prince of tides and robin williams in the fisher king so I mean, he oh, well. beat, he beat like some pretty big names, <laughs> and he Jody... was gonna give up acting, you know. Wow. I mean, yeah, Jodie Foster in those. She she beat Gina Davis, Laura Dern, Bette Midler, and Susan Sarandon. I feel like that's a Hall of Fame class. <laughs> yeah, you, the you, you, the only thing you were missing on that list was a streep. Yeah, There's exactly. No streep yeah. on that list. <laughs> Yeah, wow. that's Mer- good. That's good though. Meryl Streep, Meryl Streep, if she shows up, she just they just give it to her. She just wins automatically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here here's another uh, little Easter egg that I I forgot that they threw in at the end. Like you may think that it's weird that Catherine wants to keep this dog, or do you think it's normal that Catherine wants to keep this dog? Once she's rescued, she's like, no, don't take him away from me. Not, yeah, I didn't. No. I didn't think it was normal because she was gonna try to. She was. She was holding the dog hostage, and yeah. I don't. I don't think if somebody kept you in a well for I don't know a week or however long it's been that you would want any reminder of that experience if you've been. But the dog yeah. kind of saved her life, right? In a way, True. because he, 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 you know, that was her. That was her shield. But the the parallel. Where, the, where there's a bit of an Easter egg, though, is the idea is that she is saving this thing from her horrible experience is like Clarice trying to save that one lamb. Hmm. Uh, yeah. That makes sense. Uh, 
that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not gonna lie. I think it's a little bit of a reach, but sure. A little bit of a reach. <laughs> it's, it's it's some sort of symbolism. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't really have anything else to say of, uh, about the movie. I mean, the only other person I would I would I warrant think Warren's talking about is the Anthony Held. I don't even remember his name. What the oh Doctor Chilton. Name. But Dr. Chilton, like that guy. Terrible, the, creepy Dr. He, Chilton. He deserved to get eaten at the end. And he deserved, yeah. he, he he got his comeuppance and I was happy for it. Yeah, right from the beginning, you can tell you're not going to like that guy. Uh, however, I, I think, I, I do like the line though, where he's like, where she's like, I, if he sees you as an enemy, maybe you should just stay here. And he's like, well, you couldn't have told me that in my office. Like, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the one moment where you kind of feel bad for Dr. Chilton. But it's like, yeah, but you also brought that on yourself because you are an asshole. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it fades pretty quickly. And then, and then when you see him, like, being interviewed by the news people and he is like, it's Chilton, C-H-I-L-T. Like, it's like, yeah. like he's... Like I'm, I'm shocked that it didn't end with him on some sort of book tour about, you know, inside the mind of Hannibal Lecter or something like that. Yeah, well, that that would make sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, that was all I had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't well, think I have really much much else to say, but yeah. So I mean, you know, and the yeah, the best also is just how cool it is realizing that he is going to get his comeuppance because we've got just, you know, the, the stalking during the credits. There, there is one moment if you watch the credits long enough where Anthony Hopkins hat blows off and one of the uh, background actors hands it back to him. No, I didn't notice that. The only time that, uh, yeah, Hannibal Lecter is shown not being like totally cool in this movie is that one moment in the credits and there we go the end silence of the land now colin Marin on imdb it scored 8.5 out of 10 and has a meta score of 86 on rotten tomatoes it has 95 percent on the tomato meter and an audience rating of 95 as well but colin those are just numbers like like clubbing catherine over the head in the back of your van Hit us with some reviews. All right. <clears throat> Mr. Blue Sky gives the movie five out of five stars and says, just saw it this morning. The real FBI actually cooperated with the film as they saw it as a good marketing tool to recruit more female agents. While wow. the lines used in other stuff might be now overrated a bit, you can tell why this movie had a huge phenomenal impact when it was first released. Hannibal the Cannibal, Clarice, and Grum Bill will go down to history books as a horror movie that reminded people what horror actually was to franchises like Friday and Nightmare, which at the time took itself 15% serious. Plus that cake at the end. I want to have a slice of that. Barely any other horror film will be able to top the terror of the film. While I do think Red Dragon should have been made first with Hopkins, this truly is one of the greatest horror mil- movies of all time. Yeah, the movie Red Dragon, being the first in the series, was actually made as a movie before silence of the lambs and it was starring brian cox as hannibal lecter in a movie called manhunter so they even changed the name of the movie but there there are actually two versions of hannibal lecter out there if you go find the manhunter movie 
But that's why they made Red Dragon is because Manhunter wasn't that great. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Michael Fox is the movie five out of five stars. This movie is the absolute apex of the psychological horror thriller genre, as its numerous Oscar wins will attest. There are some very decent runner-ups, Seven, Copycat, maybe a handful of others, but The Silence of the Lambs is utterly unsurpassed. This is one of hundreds of reviews, so I don't think I can say anything here that hasn't already been said. However, if you're just scrolling through these to get an idea of what you might fancy watching, and you like serial killer movies, then believe me, you will thank me for recommending this. Yeah. And I mean, as you can surmise like almost it's pretty difficult to find find a negative yeah i i would love to find a one out of 10 or something you know i had g i did find gene siskel's full uh a full review full, full review yeah because gene siskel hated this movie so gene siskel gave this movie Two out of two stars, and says our flick of the week is the highly touted horror film, The Silence of the Lambs, which has been billed as one of the most frightening depraved films ever made. Would that it were so! Instead, this is a case of much ado about nothing. Jonathan Demi, one of the most inventive directors, has made a grab for the money in filming this story of the attempt by an FBI trainee to catch a serial killer by subscribing to the theory it takes one to know one. Foster smartly following her victim role in The Accused with a heroic role here interviews the terrible killer Dr. Hannibal the Cannibal Lecter in an effort to catch a freak nicknamed Buffalo Bill who likes to skin women. Lecter is no Boy Scout by comparison. He likes to eat the body parts of his victims. And right now you're probably thinking, maybe I'll go see Home Alone again. Smart move. (laughs) Or you could take a chance and screen on home video Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer, which was a fascinating, illuminating, deadpan portrait of the same lethal subject. Instead, director Demi superheats the silence of the lambs to the point of silliness. In terms of both gross behavior and a pulsating soundtrack, the conclusion of the film is nothing more than a grisly version of every mad slasher picture you've ever missed. Jody's in trouble. Shoot, Jody, shoot. Fans of this film have weighed in with the comment that it illuminates the dark side of man. Not for me. The Silence of the Lambs romanticizes the dark side. Serial killers are hardly glamorous psychiatrists like Dr. Lecter, who is to be feared. Foster is told by her boss because he can devour your mind just by talking to you. Any 10-second video image of Charles Manson is more frightening than what goes on here, as Lecter is interviewed behind a specially built glass prison wall, specially built for a movie, that is. Foster's character, who is appealing, is dwarfed by the monster she is after. I'd rather see her work on another case. Two stars. Wow. Gene Siskel is savage. Yeah. All right. Wow. Let's let let's let Marion give her final thoughts before her computer just goes yeah, offline. I thought I thought it was I thought it was a good movie. Like to be honest, it's not probably like if you would see like what like a movie is today, I don't think it would get the same ratings as it did. Like you gotta look at it through of when it came out. Like you have to look yes. through the lens of when it came out in the nineties and rate it from there. Yeah. I think. Because like it's not yeah, like I mean, my most like favorite movie, but I mean like it definitely was good. Yeah, we we've got high eighties and mid nineties. I mean so you at you at least enjoyed it then? Oh yeah, yeah. It was yeah. good. It was, it was a crime. It was definitely not like you weren't like you weren't putting me to watch like a very frightening horror movie. Like like yeah. you you weren't telling me to go t- to go see the like one of the horror movies in theaters right now. And you know gotta yeah. do that. Yeah, it's not like <laughs> it's not Saw. 
It's okay. yeah, not saw, not Blair Witch, not the Grudge. It's not, no, yeah, it's not. No, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say no to that right now on yeah, the recording. The, the, <laughs> this is this is fairly tame. No, but uh, would you be intrigued uh, to see any more of the Hannibal Lecter series? Would you seek out any like Red Dragon or? Uh, I'm not saying I want to watch it on this show, but like, like I mean, like. Uh, I, I feel like I would, I think I would do best, like, I don't think I would just, like, watch it on my own time. I mean, I'm much of a more, like, drama person, drama romance, rather than, yeah, <laughs> like, you okay. know, like, I'm not going to go pick up a thriller. But at the yeah. same time, like, I was thinking about taking, like, a film class and whatever. So, like, if, if if I'm doing that and I'm analyzing it, like, I think that would be, like, a really interesting film to analyze or talk about. Like, oh. I feel like I could have a lot to talk about those movies. So I'm not saying no to it. It just made it would be my first like pick. <laughs> yeah, because because with, As you with can tell Hannibal from my and, before. Yeah, yeah, well, look, yeah with, with Hannibal and Red Dragon, I mean, he is more of the focus of being the villain in those ones. So, yeah, that, there is at least that aspect. Well, Colin, your first viewing of Silence of the Lambs. I mean, you already said quite a mouthful, but what do you have anything else to say about? your experience and would you seek out any more of them it's hard like i want to say yes but at the same time like hindsight in with the with hindsight and knowing like kind of what i've sussed from the sequel movies is that they aren't as good i almost i am i would almost just rather leave this movie as it is because it left such a good impression i it's one of those movies where i worry that if I watch a sequel and it's subpar, it will ruin my overall impression. Of... Well, yeah, Hannibal is Julianne Moore as Clarice Starling. Jodie Foster does not come back and reprise the role. Oh, okay. And, of course, Red Dragon, because it's not Starling, yeah. Red Dragon is a different character, too, so, yeah. When did, like, Hannibal... And Hannibal came out, like, yeah, that's the other thing. It came out 10 years later, right? So yeah, like, it was like 01 and like 04 or something like that. Or, that, yeah. always, that always kind of sucks when they wait so long to to make a sequel. Yeah, that too. Yeah. So, yeah, overall, though, yeah, you. But it was a good one for you on this viewing. You you enjoyed yeah, I'm glad. I'm, Lambs. I'm glad I watched it. It's kind of like one of those things where I feel like Silence of the Lambs is... It's like one of those top tier like Hall of Fame movies that you hear about, and I was glad to have knocked another one off off the yeah. list of all the ones I have not watched. <laughs> yeah, true. Like true. I, I really do not envy the podcast that usually follow these types of movies because I I find them hard to talk about. It's a great movie. It it was a great movie when I first watched it, and it's still a great movie. And it's not one that's easy to tear apart, and it, it doesn't fit the format of what we usually do on here. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but yeah, I love it. It's still a great movie. I still mm-hmm. yeah. So that's all it's I good. have to it's say good. about Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, same. Well, there we are. That That's Silence of the Lambs, and that's our show for this week. Oh, boy, a big, huge thank you to our guest, Marin Richardson. Marin, thank if, you. You want, if you want people seeing you doing your things on the interwebs, where can people find you? 
Yeah, um, I have Instagram, Facebook. You can find me. Uh, my Facebook's Marin Richardson, and my Instagram tag is Marinly Italia. And uh, yeah, you can find me. You can find me there. Adventuring out here in, in Toronto. So thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that like you know Zoom and Google Meet exists. You know, like yes. it's, it's so convenient. So. Thanks for yeah. thanks for having me. Fourth annual at the fourth year. That's like, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh like, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's crazy. So, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Yeah, and thanks for staying up till midnight for us. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> if you like that show, well, just tell somebody or share our posts or like and subscribe to our our feed or auto download or all that sort of stuff. Or if you want to be a goddamn hero of the show, go over to patreon.com slash I used to like this one and become part of our Patreon family. And then you become an executive producer. So you get a shout out just like executive producer Joshua Blum with the 13th Hour Podcast. And if you're in the Edmonton area from October 11th to 21st, come see me perform at the Walterdale Theatre production of All My Sons by Arthur Miller. And drop us a line at one at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. Let us know what movies you want to see us watch, and then maybe you'll find us talking about them. And check out our Facebook page. Or Facebook. Why do I say Facebook page? Check out our website, one at I used to do that. Check out our website, I used to like this one.com, where you can find links to all of our social media pages. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I've kind of given up on credits. I'm, I'm like, it's all in the show notes. That, that's kind of how I am. You yeah. know where to find us. If you're listening to it, you know where to find us. But tell p- other people. That's the most important thing. Yeah. And I should have more people following us on social media. I put my heart into things. So. So, Colin, you are off doing your show, so you are taking off for a couple of weeks. And next week, I have Aaron in, and I'm so excited to say I get to watch Killer Clowns of uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space next week. So this nice. is going to be excited. Oh, yeah, wow. I, I, I was, uh, I was uh, shopping. Like I went to Spirit Halloween with my son. He was trying to get inspired for Halloween costumes. And killer clowns from outer space seems to be a thing this year. And it's like the, it's this random like movie from the eighties that I've never seen. I'm seeing for the first time. So I'm excited. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah. Music by Lyndon Carter. Look for his band Carter and the Capitals. Anywhere you listen to music. Thank you for listening and join us next week with when Aaron Knowles is back as co-host for a couple of fill in weeks on I used to like this one. How many stabbings do I hear about? Like, literally, there's been... Oh, just... Yeah. Toronto's crazy. You need to come teach these people how to drive. The, wor- the no world is here. crazy right now, man. The world yeah. is crazy. So, let's talk about some lunatics. So, Colin, if you're ready to go, I've got February 14th, 1991. Alrighty. <clears throat> Valentine's <laughs> You betcha. Yeah. You betcha, baby. Okay. <clears throat> the date is February 14th, 1991, and we're watching The Silence of the Lambs. Welcome to I Used to Like This One.
Did, did you get kicked out of your uh, restaurant? <laughs> it's too loud. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I'm outside on a, okay. on a box. Yeah, okay. it's fine. I, I wasn't um, hearing any of it, so... Oh, really? Okay, good. Yeah. It was just like, oh, interesting. Okay. They were like almost like screaming, yelling. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> okay. I'm all good as long as you don't hear too much interference right now. Yeah. Um... You know, what's funny is I, I don't think you're, uh, where you're sitting right now is the best place to do it, but I had considered doing a little I used to like this one piece theater tonight. But are, are you, like, way too public right now, Marin? What do you mean, like, theater? Like, what do you mean? Well, remember when we did the one in Arachnophobia? You know, the little cold read of a script? Or can you do oh. that from... Oh, you're you're yeah. probably on the device you need to do it on. Or read it all. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I, yeah. never mind. But, I mean, well, we can oh, skip yeah. it. It's all good. Aww. No, I don't have my, my phone was dead. My computer's at 25%. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. No, it's all good. 